What the fuck is this? What the fuck do you have me call? Fucking their sick is wrong. I want to sleep. I'm fucking out as fuck. This is Sick and Wrong world source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by adamandeve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. So, Wackerly, I gotta apologize for being late tonight. I'm in a fucking mood. Really? Tonight. What else is new? No, you know, I'm always in a mood, but tonight I'm in a just a, a particularly negative mood. What about? Not only was it a shitty day at work, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm hauling ass, I'm running late to get over here because I didn't want to leave you stranded in the tenderloin. <laughs> and because, you know, you always uh, end, end up just getting fucked with by the bums. I'm a friend of the crackheads. Yeah, but the crackheads just, they, they always seem to surround you. They're hard they, to be friends with. I they're drawn that. towards you. Whereas right. with me, I think they can sense the negativity and they just kind of like, I don't know, like hobble off. Yeah. But you, they're kind of drawn to you for some reason. So, I, so I, you know, in your best it's interest. My, of, it's my crack flavored deodorant that I wear. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe because you're pouring them shots of, uh, you know, cold 45. But anyway, I uh, was trying to haul ass through Union Square, you know, cutting through to get to the Tenderloin, and I couldn't catch a bus, and I was, you know, trying to uh, to go as fast as I could, and there was just a crowd right on Powell Street, right by, like, uh, Powell and Geary that I was trying to get through. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why are all these people congregated right here? Tourists? Just, uh, like, but seriously, it was just a throng of tourists on this corner. So it's probably something stupid. It's not, like, locals that, like, are looking at somebody's dead body. Or I didn't think it was some kind of flash mob or something. It was just, I mean, there weren't even that many people. It was I didn't just, even think of flash mob. But yeah. you know how, like, uh, San Francisco always organizes those little flash mob events, and then right. there's, like, 300 people on the corner of, like, Powell and Gary, and you're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So anyway, I'm, going, I'm getting through, and I like, get through the crowd, and I realize, you know what they're staring at? I don't know if you've ever seen this guy before. It's the first time I've ever seen the guy. The dog, cat, rat man. Uh-huh, I have seen Have him. you seen this guy? Yeah, I don't stop to watch because it's just another sort of... Street performer Street performing the yeah, but, but, but this thing. is even worse. I think it's on a whole other level of retardation. So this homeless derelict basically trained a, uh, you know, a bedraggled dog... There's a bedraggled dog with a he's cat on its back. First of all. Well, yeah, he's this is derelict, and he's got this dog that's just looks looks diseased. He's got a cat that there's a cat on the dog's back and a rat on the cat's back. So it goes rat, cat, dog, and the and they're trained to sit like that, and they kind of and they and they walk around together in like a circle. Well, the dog walks around. The dog walks <laughs> around with a cat and a rat on its back. They just stand there. And mesmerized Relative tourists. Relative motion. Mesmerized tourists. Yeah. Tourists had their phones recording video. They had cameras out. And I, I, I just don't understand it. Talk about like well, these it, dead-eyed, slack-jawed tourists just like, oh my God, this, is, this man's a prophet. I'm staring at Jesus well, I was with say, his dog, it's cat, like the, rat. It's like a mangy animal tower of Babel. 
But and you not, know what happened with that, right? <laughs> Nothing good. But they're not doing a dance or anything. Where uh, this is what's always funny. Did the tourists give the guy money? Yeah, he had like a little. He had a. He actually had a bucket that was probably three quarters full of cash. Well, that's cool because I always like it when uh, tourists come to San Francisco and they see shit like that and they're like, "This is such a crazy town," and then they just so walk crazy. on. And then they just walk on. They don't understand the guy's doing it for money. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like the craziest shit happens in San Francisco. I don't know why. Well, as it turns out, this guy's <laughs> name is Gregory Pike. He's a nomadic animal trainer. That's different than being a homeless bum. Yeah, no, he's he's just still just homeless. <laughs> um, he says this is a, it's not an act; it's a way of life. He's trained a rat to stand on top of a cat, which is standing on top of a dog, and he wanders the streets with the stacked trio. It's made him a star on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, a money everybody's pit for a, the everybody's tourists. a star on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> but this has become a money pit for him, like a way to earn some cash. Money pile, for, a money pile for tourists cruising Fisherman's Wharf and Union Square. I guess he has a website. You can check it out, helpdograt.com. And it has videos of the animals in action. But, but they're, they're not doing a dance. They're not, he's just not playing music. They're just walking around. And once, I guess it is again, a spectacle. Once again, the dog's walking around. The dog. <laughs> the cat's okay, the, doing, the dog's standing walking still, around. And the rat is standing still. I mean, I, I guess it is a spectacle because you don't usually see something like this. But so, so the guy says the site has, not a, has attracted interest, although it's not raking in bucks yet well you're not exactly a lion tamer guy <laughs> okay <laughs> but he says he hopes the interest will snowball and it started printing business cards that direct his admirers to the site he goes i just went through a thousand of them in four days business well, cards why the fuck would you want this derelict business card he might come to your child's birthday party yeah, does he do bar mitzvahs quinceaneras <laughs> probably I mean, what, what, what do you really what does this guy do <laughs> you pull that out of <laughs> But seriously, though, dude, you know, at first I was just completely annoyed because I see all these people standing around just staring at this this vagrant. Yeah. Did you just barge through the crowd? Yeah. And they're all like, I got podcasting to do people out of my way. (laughs) They're upset because they're tripped over the dog cat. (laughs) But you know how like tourists expect you to wait for them to finish taking the picture. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I had my finger out and I'm trying to, you know, barge through the crowd. This is a sidewalk, not your personal photography studio. People take it and get out of the way. Exactly. But, but you know what the thing is with, with guys like this Gregory Pike dog cat rat man, I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him the least, but I do feel sorry for the animals. Uh huh. I always well, did feel they look sorry. Well fed? No, I mean they look mangy. They have to be well fed. Well, I'm sure people. Or else you would have a you know food pyramid thing going on. What do you, you mean? You think? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I could I could see that happening. I, I don't. But they're trained. I mean, they're like they're like siblings. Right. But the thing is, animals are trained when they're well fed. Yeah. When they're not well fed, they. Uh, lose the training thing well, hopefully, and why doesn't the dog get on his back <laughs> and he, he crawls around isn't that the act you know what dude he could make some money uh-huh. he could make much more money if or he did that. i could take his crowd away <laughs> if i pulled that act out myself well that's what that's my second point here is i feel sorry for the animals my second point is i don't want to hear about people bitching about not having a job and not making any money and saying i can't get a job because all you got to do is train a cat to sit on the back of a dog with a rat on its back. Well, you do have to go one further. Because okay, that guy's already your got, back. That guy's already got that. Or get a cockroach to sit on the the rat's back. Dude, you could go you could go outside with four rabbits, spray painted silver, play Devo's whip it, and just let them dance around, and you'd probably make a mint. 
Right, but you gotta. How are you gonna get the rabbits to dance? Whatever, dude. They're spray painted silver. You did, it doesn't matter. Uh, so they're just crawling around. <laughs> just crawling around. They you have the boombox playing whip it. Uh huh. But that what I'm saying is, if are they this on guy, leashes? <laughs> how do you keep them from running into the street? I don't know. You put them in like a little pen or something, mm. and all the tourists would go by. I'm like, oh my god. He's Jesus. It doesn't sound that impressive, actually. I don't, I don't think you'd have the following you think you would. Are you that impressed by the dog, cat, rat man? No, I'm just saying I'd be less impressed by your silver rabbits in a cage while you sit there and play Devo on a boombox. Okay, well, what if, what if you had a chicken you're sticking Mickey grenades up its ass? Well, that's not going to last very long. But would you be can impressed you a, by that? Can you play Devo songs on an accordion? Yeah, okay, I'd play an accordion. All right, now the... you got yourself a show. <laughs> And all now I'm you get yourself an agent, and I would like 20%. All I'm saying is, people, there's no need to bitch about not having a job. There's stuff you can do. There's stuff you can do. So anyway, it pissed me off. I'm glad I'm here. A little late for the show, but it's better late than never. Anyway, regardless of um, uh, my negativity, how was your weekend there, Wacky? <laughs> it was pretty uh, much a standard Memorial Day, all-American weekend. Would you barbecue and uh, wear your American flag sweater? Wore that, uh, went to, you know, an outdoor bar and pounded a bunch of whiskey and beer, drove home, <laughs> nice. and then I went to a baseball game. That's the American way. You went to a baseball game, a went Giants game? to see game? the SF Giants play the uh, Atlanta Braves. <laughs> They're one of those great teams that has, um, like, an Indian as a mascot. Not an, <laughs> not an Indian Indian. Well, but not a, a Slurpee Indian. No, casino Indian. Feather. Yeah, Feather Indian. And there were people protesting that the Atlanta Braves mascot was uh, hurtful to indigenous peoples. You know, I don't which recall... Which is amusing. I don't recall being invited to this game. Because uh, you were gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I was out Plus, of you wouldn't have gone anyways. It was no, like during the day. No, but it's nice to get the invite. You would have had to bring a big black umbrella or something to and keep, you, keep yourself out of the sun. My parasol. Quit yeah. making fun of... You always make fun of my parasol. But you know what? You're overlooking the fact I hate baseball. Baseball's got to be the most boring spectator sport of them all. Uh, I beg to differ. Dude, you're, stand, you're sitting there in like 90 degree heat, surrounded by a bunch of just, you know, overweight Americans gorging themselves on fried food. And I mean, yeah, the, you the chances sitting of, next to me. That's true. <laughs> the chances of getting puked on and guzzling like those huge beers. Yeah. Chances of getting What's puked wrong with on. This <laughs> chance of getting puked on is quite high. And well, not to mention higher, sunburn. Not really higher than walking down the street in the Tenderloin, to be honest with you. But I guess you don't walk up and down the street of the Tenderloin for like three hours. So. All right. So you wait, make a fair point. But here's what you're missing. Injuries. That's what I'm saying. What if you get hit by a ball? I'm always nervous about that. Okay. You're, you're looking at this in completely the wrong way. The stadium has 40,000 people in it. Chances are somebody else is going to get hit by a ball and you're going to get to see it and laugh. I guess there's a good possibility, but I mean, what what are the chances of you in your regular everyday life getting hit by a baseball? Not um, very high. Not, not very, very probable. But I'm saying they're not very high even when you're at the game. But one in 500,000 or how, I don't know how many seats they have. Here's the thing, things. though. They've been playing baseball for like hundreds of years, right? And somebody's actually written a book, Segway. <laughs> okay, that was a pretty slick Segway, actually. Called Death at the Ballpark, a Comprehensive Study of Game-Related Fatalities. 1862 to 2007. 
Um, and this is a book by a couple of guys, Robert Gorman and David Weeks. They're the authors. They're librarians and baseball historians at Winthrop University in South Carolina. Wackerly, is this, is this book just concerned baseball spectator fatalities or is this all sporting events? Just baseball, just at the ballpark. So um, they uh, for eight years, they scoured... The local newspaper archives, much like we scour yeah, the internet. It's nice to know that other people scour, They're too. kind of... I guess it's nice to know. I hope they're not stealing our idea of scouring the internet for stories. I yeah, mean, we didn't that's very original idea yet, we had but, uh, for yeah. this. Um, they chronicle eight, 850 baseball deaths uh, in the book. Uh, and they're, and it's not just professional. They look at professional games, amateur games, little league games, and even backyard pickup games. So they look through newspapers going back, you know, over a hundred years, just looking for baseball injuries. So are they talking about though the the players themselves or the spectators? So everything. umpires, players, spectators. Um, well, I imagine the players put themselves in harm's way. But what what are the stats on people in the stands? I don't have the stats. All I, 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 the only thing I pulled out of this book, because I didn't want to get into boring stats, was the funny anecdotal stories, right? Um, I actually found out about this book from Slate. This guy, John Mualim, which is a strange last name, uh, wrote a sort of a review of the book, a synopsis type thing. He does point out, because with a book like this, you, you run the risk of sort of getting into a... And here's how to stop all these injuries. But he claims that this book isn't like that at all. It's just fundamentally a reference book of all the <laughs> injuries that can happen in baseball. But I mean, like, are they commenting on the injuries, or is it just like complete fact? Like here's It's the more facts. like a statistical, here they all are, here's some anecdotal stories. And I, I pulled out some of my favorites, and I'm just going to go through some. Um, they have a whole section on uh, injury, player injuries where the player managed to complete the play. <laughs> So there was an amateur shortstop in 1902 who caught a bad hop. That means when the ball hits the ground and sort of pops back up to you. And it hit the dude right in the throat. He used his last moments alive to throw the runner out at first base. Wait, so he was choking and then he to death. And I, wow. Now that's a true American right there. He crushed his windpipe. So his last gasp of air, he got the guy out. Uh, there's a third baseman in Indiana League in 1909 who uh, tagged out the runner plowing headfirst into uh, third base. He's a third baseman. The guy plowed into his gut, and then he got the guy out, and then he succumbed to the uh, resulting eternal injuries three days later. Ooh. Uh, I'm not going to do I want to hear about fans. Like, what, what spectators? Have spectators ever been killed by baseball? Well, Has actually, it ever happened? Uh, like, about 25, 35 to 40 foul balls going to the stands in an average game, and they can be going uh, uh, faster than 100 miles per hour. So people get hit all the time, right, and injured, but there's only been one death, uh, and this happened, blah, 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 blah. In the past 150 years, only one fan at a Major League Baseball has been killed by a foul ball, a 14-year-old in Los Angeles named Alan Fish. The liner, which is, I guess, line drive, but uh, he must have been in the outfield, that fractured Fish's skull came off the bat of Dodger pinch hitter uh, Manny Moda, whose teenage nephew would be killed 14 laters, years later while playing shortstop in New York. Oh, wow. <laughs> they don't say how his nephew died, but that's kind of quite a, quite a coincidence, right? Yeah. Oh, he was struck by lightning. He oh, while he's, playing, uh, yeah, while he's playing baseball. Yeah, which is also pretty common, because if you're outside of the major leagues, they use aluminum bats, which is just like hanging onto a lightning rod. So uh, I don't get it. This 14-year-old sitting in the stands, guy hits a... What's, a line driver is just a, a really hard 
hit. Yeah, it doesn't pop up. It sort of comes straight off the bat and goes. And and just he just this, didn't like, see it. Sharp bam, trajectory. Yeah, hit him in the head. Crushes. His dad must have loved that. There's a bunch of stories in here. Obviously, it'd be worth um, uh, buying the book. But the one that's my favorite one was one that they'd bo- both these authors had heard of, but they always thought it was anecdotal, or he says apocryphal, which I got to put into my vocabulary. Uh, until they tracked down a newspaper article confirming it. In Morristown, Ohio, in 1902, a guy in the stands asks another if he can borrow his pen knife so he can sharpen his pencil uh, that he's using to sort of keep the stats and the score. You know, on a there little you pad go of paper. with another pencil story. Always drawn to I the, love pencil the pencil stories. story. But listen to this. So the second man hands his pen knife to the guy seated between him. Uh, named Stanton Walker and asked the dude to pass it to the next guy who was asking. At that exact moment, a foul ball whapped Walker on the wrist and he stabs himself with a pen knife and he died. He's passing the pencil. <laughs> pen foul knife. ball. Pen, oh, knife. pen knife. Foul ball hits his wrist and he just... And he stabbed himself, I guess. And what are the, the odds? Yeah, crazy. There's a bunch of other crazy ones. but uh, So yeah, you can see all kinds of fun stuff so, okay, at the ball how, game. Ma- how many injuries fatalities etc did you see on monday at the baseball game none but uh, the last game i went to like a month ago i did see the pitcher got hit in the face with a line drive so he, he threw a fastball better hit it it went right into the dude's head he was down for like 20 minutes and all the outfielders you know because they're like from cuba and very catholic they're all like down on their knee and praying to god and making the symbol of the cross for like 15 or 20 minutes i remember when i used to live in chicago I uh, lived on, in Wrigleyville, which is right near the, uh, the Cubs Stadium, Stadium, Wrigley Stadium. And so uh, my boss at the time took us all to go see a game. And yeah, I was hopelessly bored. Yeah. This is, by the way, why we don't ask you to go do stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> you bitch the whole time. You're a negative Nancy. I, yeah, I was definitely bitching. I, well, I was bitching until I got drunk. Then I kind of enjoyed myself. But anyway. Right. I'll I, keep that in mind. I had to go downstairs and I go to the bathroom. I get to the bathroom. There's a line. And in the line, these two guys just start fighting. Uh-huh. Like, this was right, pretty much right in the bathroom. And they don't have urinals or stalls there. It's just one long piss trough. Yeah. And it's just... That's I mean, all the good old ballparks and also old nasty bars. <laughs> yeah, there's that long piss trough that's filled with, like, you know, like half a foot of urine. And so this guy just swung a punch at the other guy. The guy kind of ducked it and just hit this dude square on the jaw, knocked him out right into the piss. Face first? Yeah, he was lying like ha- like on his side with like his half his face like in the urine. Did and people the- keep peeing? Yeah, people kept pissing and people were laughing and no one wanted to touch him and he didn't have any buddies there to like help yeah. him out. Take me out to the piss trough. I was just kind of like, you know what? This actually, this baseball thing isn't that bad. And then the next two games I went to, I was bored silly. So you- injuries only happen in certain sports. I mean, baseball injuries happen to the crowd. Uh, hockey, the ho- I knew somebody got hit with a hockey puck once. Well, you know, I, I football. Read that- the pl- you, you, the players are the only people who are going to get injured. Maybe a ref. Well, you'd be surprised. There are several dangerous spectator sports. I did a little uh, research on it. Yeah, you're right. In hockey, actually, about. Five years ago, a 13-year-old girl was hit by a puck in an NHL game. Those go, those go about 80 miles per hour. And they're just very small and very hard and projectile. Frozen. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess it hit her in the head, and uh, she died from a rare injury to an artery from snapping her head back. I don't know why they don't have nets behind the, the whatever you call it. Well, all all the, the Canadian plastic... listeners are going to hate me. <laughs> the, net. the goalie net? The net. But don't they have the plastic guards, kind of? Yeah, but that only goes up, like, nine feet. I'm saying, because what happens is the somebody tries to shoot on the net, and it goes above that guard, whatever you call it, the boards. 
Yeah, and, and I hit guess somebody up in of... the stands. But I don't know why. Do so you don't think have they should there. have netting above that? Yeah, but then that takes that element of danger away. True, you're right. Which is why people go to these shows. But, right, I agree. But uh, but yeah, it was a Calgary Flames game, and uh, apparently there was a fatality there. Basketball, you know, one of the centers might come up and try and beat the shit out of you <laughs> when you're heckling him. Yeah, yeah, that that actually happened in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, but it was a Pacer who came up into the stand. Right? I don't even was remember it a Pacer? His name. I think it was an Indiana Pacer. They said the uh, construction of high-capacity basketball stadiums has led to tens of thousands of fans being packed in a small space. They're very, you're very close to the, the court. Well, on-court brawls can spill over. And these, dude, these guys are like giants. Giant, yeah. I mean, gigantic men. I don't know why you're going to start talking shit about a guy who's, yeah, seven feet tall and like 230, 210 pounds. And he's like only 20 feet from you. And this is not like they're behind some cage. Well, so what the the case that you're referring to here happened in 2004 at a Pistons Pacers game. Right. Uh, the proximity of spectators to the players encouraged one dissatisfied fan to hurl a beer mug at Pacers <laughs> player John Artest. Artest. Yeah, for which right. he was promptly repaid with a beating at the hands of Artest as a massive brawl erupted between players and crowd. So Artest actually walked through the stands and beat the living crap uh, out of this guy. If I remember guy. the video, he was like on the fifth row up or something. Yeah, but he just kind of climbed up. I, I think the most dangerous sport for spectators would be motorsports, um, as you can imagine. And uh, just uh, this past year, there were two fatalities at a monster truck rally. Yeah, the wheels always come off and go flying up into the stands and kill like three people at a time, right? Because the wheels well, are just gigantic. Think about 20 the gear, feet in diameter. Though. I mean, yeah, it's like you have all this uh, this this gear and the, these trucks are smashing and colliding with each other. It's like uh-huh. pieces of metal are going to be flying. Yeah. Uh, what happened here is a, um, a six-year-old boy was killed in January after an accident at a Monster Jam monster truck show in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, he was struck by a metal object that flew into the crowd and hit him in the head. You know, um, God, that's just, it's just Tragic. sad that, uh, you know, one white trash kid couldn't go on to uh, be president one day. Well, I've been to a monster truck rally. You know, I've been to one, too. <laughs> and it's, they're actually kind of fun. I, I was probably it. could have been called, uh, characterized as white trash at the time. Coincidentally, though, less than one week later, a monster truck show promoter was killed at a show he is promoting in Madison, Wisconsin. I guess he was ran over by a monster truck. Uh, that he didn't see and was rushed to the hospital and uh, died the next day. How did he not see it? They're huge. And he was like not miracle ear turned off or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even understand how he couldn't couldn't even hear it. But the worst um, sports fatality actually occurred in uh, 1955 at a Le Mans 24 hour race. I guess there was a Mercedes a Mercedes stock car race. Uh, the the car went out of control, veered into the crowd. I don't think they do stock car racing. Stock in cars, yeah, I don't it's know. either a formula car or like a rally car. I don't. I, I'm not. I, I I'm not that into the uh, the race car thing over there. I know nothing of cars or sports in general, so I'm just trying to wing it here. But uh, I guess it was a Formula One car. That's what yeah. it says right here. But okay. uh, it spun out of control, it hit the crowd, and just exploded. Uh-huh. Uh, it killed eighty people at once. But it I was, bet you didn't kill the driver. You know, I wonder if the driver... The driver must have died. No, because they're in, like, the roll cage with the fireproof suit on and, like, with a helmet. And all these tour- dumbass tourists just have, like, their beret and their striped shirt and their baguette. Oh, 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 oh,
Well, motor racing fans suffer some of the most spectacular spectator injuries, with fans attending races at risk of terminal encounters with uh, pieces of disintegrating motor vehicles. Uh, Rubber tires have been responsible for many spectator deaths, uh, and spectators seated close to the racetrack are at great risk of being struck by airborne debris. When I went to yeah, I went to see Indy cars, which is like a Formula One car, but they just race in a big circle. Uh, there's a gigantic chain link fence, like thirty feet high, that that's supposed it? to prevent flying wheels and stuff. But I think when they do F1 racing in like Europe, it's just downtown streets. I think they do it in San Jose too. And yeah, I think you know when you watch those things, you just stand right next to the track. I mean, but, maybe with like a couple tires stacked up in yeah, between like you, you and have the that street. wall of tires. It's kind of your that's barrier. That's not gonna do shit. <laughs> uh, they stand say, behind some fat people. They say football is without a doubt the most dangerous spectator sport on the planet, claiming thousands of lives every year. They're meaning uh, English, European football. European football. Oh, because uh, the hooligans. The hooligans. <laughs> the most obvious danger to football fans is the tendency football stadiums have to collapse at inopportune <laughs> moments, and sometimes they get lit on fire. Well, also in the stampedes. Think of that. That's what I've always considered to be like, you know, I'm, as much as uh, I'm not really a football fan either, because I think soccer is pretty much as boring as baseball. Uh, Yeah, well. I don't know. Either way. I like Although, both, so. You have the, but the chances for like a full-on, like, you know, 40-person brawl or is more. elevated, or more, is elevated at a football game. So I imagine that it'd probably be a little bit more interesting. But yeah, the lethal stampede. I can't think of a worse way to go. I'd rather get hit in the head by a flying rubber tire. Yeah. I mean, just At least uh, you go quickly, and you're not, like, trampled to death. Actually, um, that'd be good for our listeners in the uh, the Emerald Isles, whatever they can. I never know what to fucking call the place, right? Because somebody's going to get pissed. What, the Emerald is Isles? Is it England? Is it the UK? You know, is it, what is it? Great Britain? Why do they have fucking 17 names? I call it Limey Land. Limey Land. We have a lot of listeners over there. I want to hear their uh, they say, who, soccer hooligan stories. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm, I'm sure we have a few uh, listeners that have some good hooligan stories. How could stories. you not? No, we have to. And not to mention, I mean, there's hooligans in Italy. There's hooligans in South America. Yeah, but we don't have as many listeners down there. Anybody no. who's been to a, a football, soccer match where there's been a riot or brawl or any type of uh, interesting hooligan activity. Send in your story, yeah. Uh, They say a silent killer stalks the lounges of football fans around the world, with over over 2,000 football fans dying from a football infarction each year in the United Kingdom alone. What the fuck is that? This hidden scourge is experienced as a massive heart attack brought on by extremely high pulse rates combined with low levels of fitness and under-oxygenated blood. Oh, not the players. The, this is what no, this, we're still talking the, about the spectators. These are the spectators. They're kind of sitting in the crowd. They get <laughs> the fat, really excited. Fat bloke drinking Boddington's. Eating bratwurst. <laughs> you know, he gets so excited, his heart just is, all right, dude, I'm done. Maybe even just in front of his TV at home, I think they're talking about. Yeah, no, well, yeah, they're saying that. In I, the Barca yeah, lounger. Just even watching it on TV or at a bar. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, th- this is just, the what we're talking about today are just dangerous sports for spectators. But, I mean, there's dangerous sports for, um, you know, b- b- athletes. Yeah. You know, well, some of the baseball of stories involved athletes. So. Well, that's what I imagine. But, I mean, it's just like, could you imagine, like, uh, you know, I got a list here that, that mentions cheerleading. In the U.S. alone, there are more than 20,000 reported injuries last year. Uh-huh. Like a guy loses his hand up a girl's vagina while she's sitting on top <laughs> of it. slip or, uh, you know, you accidentally grab her ass and she smacks you in the face, breaks yeah. your nose. I mean, it happens all the time. Fishing. 
Uh, the sedate pastime of angling is one of the highest mortality rates of any sports. Well, drowning, right? Number of people drowning every year. Um, golf, believe it or not, golf lightning. can be fatal. Lightning strike. Lightning. Um, they say uh, some figures suggest more than 4,000 of us take our last breath on the fairway every year. Or get hit, hit in the head with a ball. 5% of all lightning-related deaths take place on the golf course. Once again, you've got this metal lightning rod that you're swinging around, and you're a dumbass, so when it starts raining, you don't go in. You're like, I think I can make it to the ninth hole. Oh, what do, do you this. think, Buffy? Uh, then they have golf. a couple Fuck obvious, golf. like uh, rock climbing, horse riding, cave diving, obviously. <laughs> but the number Once you start one, getting into those sports, it's just like, what do you expect? Well, I know. I mean, you're, you're taking your life in your own hands. But the number one most dangerous sport of all is lawn bowling lawn bowls what you know I, I i was surprised too because i didn't even really know what lawn bowls neither was. do i and <laughs> how the fuck could you die bowling well lawn bowls is one of those like english poof sports that <laughs> <laughs> yeah is it like bocce ball kind of i don't even know what bocce ball is but i, I think seen a, people do it it's a bit like croquet without the mallets are you talking about cricket no it's not cricket they they bowl, literally bowl like a red ball on like a, 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 a strip of lawn. <laughs> so it's the world's most dangerous. Sounds horribly boring. <laughs> How do people die? Like most sports. It's the world's most dangerous sport, um, oddly enough, killing literally thousands worldwide every year. It's hardcore competitors will stop at nothing in the pursuit of victory. If you're one of the lucky ones that escape death, there are thousands more who end up with dislocated ankles, broken hips, torn knees, or who simply kill over with a heart attack or stroke due to the incredibly stressful nature of the game. This is, this is an Onion article. This is not... It doesn't make any sense. Dude, lawn bowling is dangerous. Either that or it's down to the most competitors being over 85 and lugging great big balls around. So that's what they're saying. A lot of older people oh, lug the balls around yeah. and die from heart attacks. I don't know if that can be attributed to lawn bowling. I, I don't think really the old. sport in itself is dangerous, but the highest fatality rate <laughs> is, is lawn bowling. Well, but there so, you go. So all in all... That is why I don't go to baseball games. You know, I do enjoy the drinking. I do enjoy seeing girls, you know, wearing tight shirts. Well, listen, the baseball game we went to, we had the cheapest seats possible, and they were even 50% off. That's not bad. A fly ball that is not... to the Jew in me. <laughs> a fly ball is not making it up to where our seats were, all right? <laughs> and uh, how much was the beer? How much did you get charged for beer? Uh, eight seventy five. Eight seventy five. Yeah. It wasn't that giant either. Yeah, you know, I probably would have drank about four of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, next game, maybe I'll go check it out. I like to go up to at least once a year. But people, go at your own risk. Well, plus, uh, Wear a helmet. Know, we went to the nice Giants stadium. And the next game we go to, if you're going to come along, probably we'll, be, the A's. we'll be the A's. Which you're just taking your life into your own hands, just going to the stadium. Yeah, but I like to, like, you know, mingle with the salt of the earth. <laughs> you know? Is that what you call them? <laughs> Well, people, I know you're going to be uh, going to many sporting events this summer, so be careful. We don't want any sick and wrong fans dying in the stands. But if somebody else dies, take a picture with your cell phone and send it in. And send it in. We'll put it on the website. Uh, this is episode 176 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, people, as you know, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. They're a very generous sponsor. Uh, they have a special promotion going on right now, which is the same promotion as last week and the week before. In fact, it's the same promotion that will probably be going on for a long time. But it's a great one at that, though. Uh, hey, Sick and Wrong listeners, we've got a special offer. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any item when you type the word diddle for the offer code coupon checkout. 
Plus D-I-D-D-L-E. D-I-D-D-L-E. Plus with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. So get 50% off with offer code DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. You know, Wackerly, I read a story about a, um, a, a, a neighborhood in Darwin, Australia. A residents woke up one day and they found like 300 dildos just littered all over their street. So wow. Yeah, no one knows who it was. Mystery dildos. Did Mystery they get dildos. Uh, David Duchovny and what's her name out there? <laughs> it sounds like Mulder it could be an Scully. episode of the X-Files. But uh, they decided that um, they're going to name the street Dildo Boulevard. So you can drive down Dildo Boulevard in uh, Darwin, Australia. What do they do with all the dildos? You know, they probably sent them back to adamandeve.com and got a refund. That's probably what they're using for free gifts. Yeah, they they probably are all these Australian dildos. Uh, don't you think this was maybe just a publicity stunt for this little shitty town? It probably is. I mean, <laughs> it, it definitely got them in the news. But what I'm saying is, people take a ride down Dildo Boulevard with your dildo purchase from AdamandEve.com for fifty percent off. Inserted, please, at the time. Exactly. It's the only way to do it. So uh, this is episode one seventy six. Quick recap of last week's show one seventy five. Uh, we did three listener stories. Three quality listener stories uh, the first of which was sent in by dan it was about a jack hammer dildo that uh, killed a woman the baddest dildo ever yeah uh the second story was submitted by year zero it was about a um taiwanese boiling baby and uh the third story was sent in by katie and it was about a little boy whose daddy ate his eyes well, was it a boy or a girl? Yeah, it was a boy. It was a little boy, right. a little toddler. Right. As you can imagine, uh, the Daddy Ate My Eyes story won, and won by a huge margin, 185 votes. Uh, the uh, Taiwanese Boiling Baby came in second with 80, and uh, the Jackhammer Dillo came in with 75. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of Good people showing. turned out to vote th- this time. You know what kind of cracked me up? It's like, that was pretty much one of the goriest shows I think we've done for a while and I don't think we've had three really gory stories like that truth for quite some time because usually we try to inject like the humorous stories and right. mix it up people you know we're crazy like that well so we, we, we get this email here and, and you know we usually get emails from people who are like oh these stories are weak you know Th- that story was funny but it wasn't sick and wrong we're we doing an interim show email right now is that what's going on well no I'm this confused guy, this guy got vo- me off my routine <laughs> Well, th- this guy voted for a story, and in his comment section, he wrote in, Come on, guys. Better stories. We need more gore, and gore's capitalized. <laughs> Dude, w- w- what would satisfy... What's more gory than a yeah. four-year-old toddler getting his, getting his eyes eaten out by his father, who's high on PCP, who then goes in the back of the house and cuts his legs off with This a guy might want to just go hang around his local morgue or emergency room to get itself off. I mean, I don't know if any podcast is going to do it for him. Well, I mean, I just don't understand how, like, what level of gore in this could you, or, like, what would have been better, like, if the, if the dad, like, you know, ate the kid's eyes out then started fucking the kid's eyes and snowballed the cum out of the kid's eye and shot it up his ass. I mean, you'd that still, would be a story. But you'd still never, I mean, you'd still get... Did this guy, he's complaining? Did he send in a story? Like, for example, check this out. No, he just said, come on, guys. We need more gore. Dude, the guys in Cannibal Corpse would write a song about this story. Yeah, they probably are working on it right now. Exactly. They, I, they I just don't know are. how you can you can make that, that criticism, but then not send in a story. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Exactly. That, that's what I understand. But you know what? To each his own. To each his own. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackley and I scour. That's right. We scour the internet, finding the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes. 
if it's Wackerly or, or um, myself that wins, we get a case of beer. Or a listener wins, we uh, throw in a um, we send you a sick and wrong care package. Uh, people, you can submit your story to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail or submit it directly through the forum. Uh, Wackerly, just like last week, uh, we ended up getting like three really really choice listener submissions this the week. The scouring was done for us this week. Well, you know, we, we have to scour through all the emails. You're but right, if I find right. like, you know, and it's we, we seem to have an audience that's in tune with what we're looking right. for. So this week, we're going to have listeners uh, let pick out their Let them have a go at it. Exactly. Let, let them have a go. Shove it up a flagpole. See who salutes it. So, Wackley, why don't you kick off episode 176 here with uh, your listener story? <laughs> This one's from China. Uh, the guy says, I'm fairly sure that I'm not the first to send this in, but I just had to try. Love, Mike. And actually, he was the first, right? That's why we yeah, picked no, him. No, I always pick the first person to submit it. Uh, Beijing. So this is happening in a fairly sophisticated area of China. <laughs> Chen Fuchao, a man heavily in debt, had been contemplating suicide. Uh, on, and he climbed up onto a bridge in southern China, which I guess is Be- Beijing, right? In uh, Guangzhou province. We do a lot of stories that end up happening in Guangzhou. You know, I, I would take out the uh, the sick and wrong globe. It's way up there. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of far away. But not to mention, they don't have all these Chinese names. You're not, you're not even going to be able to read <laughs> these Chinese names. It'll be some other dialect. But I think that Guangzhou is like the Florida of China. Oh, okay. All right. So and like, is that a part of Beijing? I don't know. The dateline on the story is Beijing, okay? Dude, there's areas What do you want of, from me? There's areas of China where people just kind of walk around with like a duck and a duck under one arm and a pig on the other, and they have no teeth. Yeah. So I imagine it's probably there. No, this isn't like that. This is a, like an area that has like rush hour traffic because this dude who had this horrible, crushing, soul-crushing debt climbed up on this bridge, which is, uh, I can't find the name of the bridge, but apparently a lot of people have tried to kill themselves by jumping off this thing. Being China, though, you know, here we have the Golden Gate Bridge, which is like 170 feet off the water, same thing with the Bay Bridge. This one's only um, 26 feet off the ground. Dude, you could survive a fall from 26 feet. You got to do a headfirst dive off this thing to ensure lethality. To land on your head, break your neck. Yeah, so, but like always happens, or, or very often happens, uh, he wasn't really sure about this whole thing, right? So he climbs up on top of this bridge um, and sort of sitting there and, and isn't really jumping off, but then the cops come. So he was come. indecisive. He's indecisive, and then the cops come, and they like shut down all the traffic, and nobody can cross the fucking bridge to get to work or get home. I, can't, I don't find that this is happening in the morning or the afternoon. It's more annoying in the afternoon, right? Because if you're, yeah, on, because your you're on your way to, home, if you're on your way to work, you're just like it's the best hey, excuse. Sorry, I can't make it to work. Some dude's gonna kill himself. Um, but one guy had had enough, right? So uh, a passerby, 66 year old Lai Jiansheng, uh, he'd been fed up with what he called Chen's selfish activity. <laughs> uh, traffic around the here it is Haizhou Bridge in the city of Guangzhou had been backed up for five hours, and Jesus. police had cordoned oh, off God. the area. So. Uh, this dude, this old codger, he ends up climbing up on the bridge and uh, sort of tries to talk the guy down for maybe like 
couple minutes, <laughs> maybe 30 seconds, because I've seen the video, by the way. Oh, there's a video? It's There's no sound, and I don't even know if I could find it again, but somewhere this week I'd seen the video. Um, he tried to talk Chen down. Actually, he vo- I'm sorry, let me go back. He volunteered to talk Chen down from the ground, and the police said, get the fuck out of here, old man. <laughs> Lai then broke through the cordon, then climbed to where Chen sat. He's a good Samaritan. Greeted, uh, greeted Chen with a handshake, and then he pushed the guy out. <laughs> <laughs> the newspaper got a picture of Lai, shoeless and in a t-shirt, saluting after Chen fell. He actually fe- they did, like partially inflated a big balloon down there from to fall on. wasn't fully inflated, so he did end up with uh, spine and elbow injuries. And like I said, it's only 26 feet. <laughs> I feel like I could jump off 26 feet and maybe just... Do a ninja roll or something. Yeah, you know, uh, break your fall or something. Yeah, go I mean, limp and kind of get out of it all right. Especially if you were drunk. Getting chased by cops. Yeah, especially if you're chased by cops. So uh, he says he has no regrets. He pushed him off because like sh- people like... Sh- jumpers like Chen are very selfish. This is the old guy talking. Their action violates a lot of public interest. They do not really dare to kill themselves. Instead, they just want to raise the relevant government authorities' attention to their appeals. Chinese people are much more interested in the good of society. I don't know if you knew yeah, this. Yeah, that's Rather what I was than about the say. It's a very uh, benefits. It's a very socialist attitude. To their core. I mean, it's not just like, I think people think that, you know, the government is like this and they sort of are oppressing all the people, but I think it's kind of the government they want over there. They just have that attitude. Dude, this story... I'm sure it sucks for like, in, you know, the one-off individualist who hates it, but I think most people enjoy it. I don't no, know. Maybe think, it's uh, whatever you call it, uh, Stockholm Syndrome, too. I think this story, though, is classic wish fulfillment for me. I mean, seriously, I, you know... Didn't something like this happen to you here? Yeah, I... I, I but not in the ex- uh, at all the same way, because this is the United States, where stuff is bullshit? Well, no, I would have pushed him had I been allowed to. <laughs> but no, so explain I, the story. I, I was traveling to uh, actually... You remember my horrid ex-girlfriend misty i won't say the last name here darling. but um darling yeah. lady darling misty darling um, young lady i was supposed to even meet her in the east bay and have dinner with her parents and as it turned out i was driving over the bay bridge and it was just stopped traffic i mean traffic was completely halted and then, you know you have no idea what's going on you're thinking is this construction is there an accident what's going on right After, and there's so much traffic on the bay bridge that if everything stops i mean pretty soon you're talking about like fifty thousand close to i mean cars backed up there well after the first hour I was it's just like a really, 10 lane bridge yeah i mean after the first hour i was really annoyed second hour i was getting angry the third hour i'm like what the hell is going on you know i'm swearing i'm having that like you know tantrum in the car flipping through the am the am dial trying to find you know the news station to say what's going on finally find when they say there's a jumper on the bay bridge uh-huh and as it turned out this guy actually wasn't just standing on the railing he got underneath the railing was standing on like a bar just kind yeah. of holding on uh holding on to the like an iron pylon or something and i would take issue with that news report because he's not a jumper until he jumps he's yeah. an asshole he's an asshole <laughs> there's it, an asshole on the bridge this a suicidal asshole this guy blocked traffic for four hours <laughs> and you know we weren't allowed to go walk up to the side of the bridge and be like jump motherfucker jump we, I mean, but i'm we, sure everybody was screaming out their car oh, people window. were people were honking and people were honking for an hour you're like come on we're not going anywhere it got it got to the point where people were just out of their car just kind of chilling talking smoking, smoking cigarettes, cigarettes right. but cops would come by and be like get back in your car don't go up to the railing and so we had no idea what was going on eventually what happened is uh they coaxed him into coming back on the bridge and arrested him right they don't allow people 
able to sort of do what's really good for the rest of the society. But if I was this uh, barefooted, t-shirt-wearing Chinese man... I think I he just took his shoes off to climb the thing like a monkey. Had I been able to do that, had I even known that you could do that on the Bay Bridge, even <laughs> though it's 170 feet up, I would have done that. And I would have pushed him. I wonder what he said to him to try to like calm him down. Um... He just shake his Not hand. Not much. Like, it hey, sounds like he just shook his hand and was like, how's it going? Do you want to kill yourself? And the guy didn't say yes or no, and then he just pushed him. So on the sick and wrong star scale, you know, this. I guess this, did, this guy did push this man, you know, thinking he was pushing him to his death, which is kind of sick. I don't necessarily consider it very wrong. On the sick and wrong personal hero scale, I'm giving this guy 10 stars. <laughs> 10 I mean, stars. Dude, he's broke my the, personal broke hero. The star scale. He's my personal hero. But on the sick and wrong star scale... I'm going to give it a four. I'll give it a four also. But yeah, he is he is my new uh, sick and wrong Chinaman hero. He is my sick and wrong personal hero. Like we, we should put him in the sick and wrong Hall of Fame. Well, the second story um, uh, for episode 176 was sent in by Big Earn. From the forum. He says, Hey, Dan Lance, I'm more or less a lurker on your forum, but it's only because I really don't have shit to say. You know, he's so big, I see him there. He thinks he's lurking, <laughs> but he can't hide. He's <laughs> too you, big. You know, people read some of the other postings. No one really has shit to say. <laughs> I mean, have you, have you noticed that? I've been taking a lot of shit on the forum lately, and I'm uh, thinking about taking a break. Ah, wackily, don't deny your presence <laughs> on the forum. I'm sure the next time I'm drunk, I'll post some more shit, though. I'll uh, go right back. He says, been listening to the podcast for about two months now. I've gotten a few friends stuck on it as well. We thank you for that. I have a boring-ass fucking desk job, which allows me plenty of time to catch up. Anyway, I found this article, thought, what the fuck? Maybe I can get this in before anyone else. Messed up. Bitch doesn't know what she wants to do. Well, guys, keep bringing us fucked up people the uh, sick and wrong. Uh <laughs> By the way, I'm not sure if it's a verbose one. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you've heard of this yet, but uh, you have to check out the website EncyclopediaGermatica.com. It's a great website for the sick and wrong community. It's like Wikipedia written by the sick and wrong. Laugh out loud. Um, yeah, it's a great site actually. You ever go to Germanica Encyclopedia Germanica? Yeah, I love it. You get lost there though because they have these links to other fucked up shit and, and then for some reason, definitions and stuff. But inevitably, you end up getting back to Goatsy. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's like all roads on Encyclopedia Dramatica, all paths go back, they end in Goatsy. Yeah, it's kind of like the Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh, so, Big Earn, uh, thank you for of your Goatsy. submission. We received a number of uh, people sending in the same article, but Big Earn was first. A mom killed boy and buried him in playground sand. This occurred in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A 23-year-old woman suffocated her son and buried his body beneath the sand of a playground. Police just arrested Tiffany Toribio at uh, 4 a.m., hours after they said they wanted to speak to her about her missing three-year-old son, Ty. You know how I feel about the name Tiffany. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, um, you know, seriously, don't pop any wood over on that side. Too late. Family members had contacted authorities saying her son matched the description of a boy found Friday at an Albuquerque playground. Uh, the police said she confessed the killing um, and uh, soon after being apprehended. She placed her hand over her son's mouth and nose and suffocated him. She then had second thoughts about what she did. She performed CPR on her son, brought him back to life, and then decided to go forward with the original act that she just started to commit. 
So she essentially resuscitated her dead infant, or I guess he's a toddler, and then uh, killed him again. So she did full CPR, or he just happened to sort of kill him halfway, and then he came back to life, and she killed him totally. Well, she had suffocated him. I mean, she had mm-hmm. you know held his mouth and his nose shut, and uh, he was dead. And then she decided, you know, this is wrong. I'm uh-huh. going to bring this kid back. I shouldn't she be killing the chest my compressions and the and the mouth blowing and all that. Yep, and <laughs> brought him back to life. And I imagine the kid was probably coughing. It was just like, oh my god, I had a near death experience. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I, I I saw all the the cast of Sesame Street and uh, I'm <laughs> they here told now. me to go away from the light. <laughs> and then she just did it again, uh-huh. choked him out again, and uh, yeah, this time it actually worked. Uh, Tiffany said that she did not want her son to grow up with no one caring about him, the same way that she had grown up where nobody had cared about her. Oh Jesus Christ! This is exactly why emo kids should be sterilized. That's true. You know, maybe this is like... You can do reversible sterilization. I mean, you can sterilize them until they're like 30 and have gotten over this bullshit. Yeah, but you know, emo kids have sex because like, you know, girls are like, oh my God, you're so emo and sad and dark and mysterious. I want to have sex with you. Well, plus they're trying to fill the void. (laughs) They're trying to fill the void. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I I don't begrudge people for being depressed. Like, shit's depressing. And when you're in high school, like, you don't know anything else about anything. You just yeah, know the depression. But what about when you make a MySpace page showcasing your depression? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you got to, like, put your depression into a little, like, cheese ball and just shove it deep down in your gut and don't let anybody see it. That's the real way to do it. I think what you should Alcohol do... Alcohol helps. I think what you should do is uh, look and dress like a normal human being, much like you, Wackerly, and uh, just <laughs> write your manifesto down and stockpile arms. Because eventually, you know, that, um, you know, those thoughts and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to the forefront and yes. then you can explode and blow up your high school. It's better than being emo people. And sitting there and crying and listening to your shitty music. But this might be the new sick and wrong platform, sterilization of emos. Well, can we add other people to the list as we see fit? <laughs> All right, we'll start with emos and then move on to the masses. Terribio was charged with first-degree murder and an array of other charges, including abuse of a child under 12 that caused death. Uh, The discovery of the body at this park on Friday shocked the community, which dubbed the boy Baby Justice and Baby Angel as they rallied around his case. But they gave him two names? Yeah, I guess some people thought he was Baby Justice. (laughs) Some other people were like, nah, he's Baby Angel. Factions were formed. Uh, rake street, fights took street place. brawls happened <laughs> but you know this never ceases to amuse me when they find an unidentified you know infant corpse they always come up with some name like you know like baby pony rider or baby <laughs> tinkerbell or baby seahorse you know they always come up with some stupid name what other ones well, well, what if the baby's Is really ugly <laughs> <laughs> what if the baby's really ugly what do they call it I want it? more baby names baby elephant boy <laughs> Baby D. Simon. Baby, oh, my God. How about this one? Baby Twice Baked Potato. <laughs> Actually, I think this kid's Mexican, so you might have to call him Baby Tamale. Right, but he was twice baked. Oh, yeah, point. he was twice baked. <laughs> the twice baked potato of infanticide is the witty note that I wrote down on my piece of paper. I would call him Baby Twice Baked Potato. <laughs> Uh, they weren't able to release a photo of the boy because his body was so disfigured by the sand's heat. Refl- 
Release the photo. I know. It's going to end up on Rotten.com. Have this fucking... We all are trying to get through this boring-ass existence. You have to release these photos. After she killed her son, she dug a hole under gym equipment at the playground, moved the body, and then buried him in a shallow grave. She then took to walking... Which gym equipment? Uh, the swing set the monkey bars I'm not sure uh, th- she then took to walking the streets of Albuquerque for the next two days uh, but, you boring know, or just literally walking the streets I think she was a bit mental uh-huh, might okay. just be yeah, me probably. She, did, she did just choke out her kid and bake him I know we a, do a lot of, I mean a lot of a lot of women kill their babies we, should we really be singling out the emos well, I mean, she's obviously, she's 23, she's emo. And I guess her, she didn't want reasoning. anyone to grow up caring, you know, without... Yeah, yeah. If you have some crazy religious delusion, I guess I give you more of a pass than like, yeah, I don't want him to feel unloved. That's a lame reason. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I was going to give this a low score at first because it's a bit of a trite story. I mean, there's child abuse stories where a mother kills her, her child. Right, but he is the first the twice baked potato. The fact that she revived him and then killed him again... I'm up in the ante to uh, 4.85. I'm giving him, I would have given him uh, two and a quarter, but I'm going to twice bake it into a four and a half. <laughs> Put some cheddar cheese on that shit. Some sour cream. Fuck yeah. Chives. Oh, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. The third story here for episode 176 came in from Jer. He says, not that bad, but pretty disturbing. Jer with a G or Jer with a J? It's with a J, but it's okay. J-E-R-E, so that might be Jera. Jere. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, he writes, you may be next. It's a what? bit ominous. <laughs> Don't threaten us in the fucking story submittals, people. <laughs> I love how he says, this isn't that bad, but it's disturbing. Actually, people, this is that bad. Listen to this headline. Woman blasts off boyfriend's penis with firecrackers. Okay. Doesn't that sound horrid? Yeah, I have a million questions, but I'm just going to let you go with the story and then see if they're answered. So this happened in uh, Moscow here. A Russian woman (laughs) got so upset by the news that her boyfriend intended to leave her that she tied several firecrackers to his penis and exploded them. Uh, The 33-year-old victim, only identified as Alik D., had lived with a woman whose name was reported as Kira V. for about two years. But when the girlfriend started suggesting that they should marry, the man refused and said that he would rather return to his first wife with whom he had a son. You know, <clears throat> that's where women never learn. When they start pressuring with the marriage, you're just going to make us run. You're going to make us flee. <laughs> but he's fleeing back to his old marriage that has a kid involved, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I mean, it's like he's obviously... I, You know, I, I, I feel that this guy probably never divorced his wife. I don't even know if they divorce in Russia. Are they allowed to have you know, multiple wives? Is bigamy like legal there? I doubt it. <laughs> I, I just know. don't think it's enforced very well, okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not quite sure. There's, you know? a, there's some foreign people from Russia or that are familiar with Russia or that live in Russia part-time. Yeah, but, but I, I think the, the fact of the matter is he's like, you know, I'm sorry, mistress. I'm already married. You're forgetting the ring. You know, she's or, obviously Or is it just like, look, you want to get married and have a kid. I actually liked my previous girlfriend. The only reason I left her is because she wanted to, she got we got married and had a kid. Now, if you just want to do the same thing, I don't even like you that much. The only reason I'm with you is because we didn't have to shack up and we didn't have to have a kid. Now, if you want to make that situation, I'm going to go back to the chick that I actually like. Because yeah, exactly. I mean, that, 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 that's the thing. So it's like women take note of this. Don't pressure us to marry you. Let it let it happen in its in its due course. Several things I'd like to not be pressured about. Okay. 
Just keep it at that. So Don't uh, pressure us about anything. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> when a leak started moving out, Kira suggested that they uh, have a farewell dinner. Listen closely. This is why you don't want to get involved with a Russian woman. After a hearty meal and copious drinking, I mentioned so a lot borscht. of vodka. Was it borscht and a lot of pop-off? More off. borscht and some vodka and more borscht. Uh, so after the meal and drinking, of course, the leak fell asleep. The girlfriend then tied several firecrackers to his penis and lit him on fire. <laughs> his whole penis exploded. He was rushed to intensive care. And doctors are reported to be fighting for his life. So even if the man ends up surviving this... They want to have a dick. The girl will face up to 12 years imprisonment. <laughs> so um, I, don't, I don't know if What if he doesn't survive it? Does she get more time? No, I think she's going to have it, yeah. She, but she's going to have at least 12 years. Does she go to the gulag? I think... Uh, is it gulag or labor camp these days over there? What, what do That's they what do the now? gulag is, is the labor camp. I thought gulag was just wandering Siberia. No. We've discussed this before. You're conflating uh, the word, the real life gulag with the gulag from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, they yeah. They just use that word because it sounds cool to mean that. Okay, but really, uh, it's labor camp in Siberia. It's a bunch of different labor camps. Yeah, it's like gulag ar- archipelago. Well, I think this should, uh, you know, ferment uh, your decision here not to date Russian chicks. They or just me. anybody with access to firecrackers. Firecrackers should be handled and purchased by the menfolk and used by the menfolk and just shouldn't ever get into the hands of the ladyfolk. Well, actually, your, your chauvinism is coming out through this story. Do you want your dick blown off? <laughs> no, I or don't. Do you want to so come I, to my I, totally, side of the I, I, I totally agree with you. Small children can use them. But my question is, what type of fireworks? She's not using a sparkler here. It's no, have, I mean, they said firecracker. A black cat or a black snake. You know those snakes? A snake. It's <laughs> no, not going to blow your dick off. You're going to get a bad nasty burn. I'm thinking M80. No, I think Black Cats could have done it. You think a Black Cat? I think it, if like... it was an M80, because she said there were several strapped, there wouldn't even be, be any question that he'd be dead. His, all of his entrails would be destroyed. I think dude, we're talking I, I, about... Dude, I've thrown M80s in mailboxes before. It blows the mailbox apart, but I bet you would have just blown his dick off. Did the mailbox make it out alive? What, uh, how does that relate to what we're talking about? I'm saying it's like, I don't think that if you, you know, strap the 80 to your dick, it's going to blow out your entrails. First of all, she strapped several of these to his dick. <laughs> all right, now and that do, might And smart. I do think it'll blow out your entrails. Do you think your your uh, abdominal cavity is stronger than a metal mailbox? No, I, I okay. I understand it's a quarter <laughs> stick of dynamite. I just don't think that, uh, I mean, if you had a full, like, if you had a grenade attached to your dick, it's going to blow out your stomach. I just don't think a couple of M80s are really going to do that. It's going to blow off your dick. I just don't think it's going to, like, you know, blow out your intestines, intestines all over the room. It's going to look like a scene out of Baghdad. All right. Um, women and D. Simon should not be allowed to handle firecrackers. Okay? <laughs> You're added to the list. Yeah, I think it would, actually. Um, I think we're talking about, like, maybe four black cats. You just think four regular black cats would have done it. Strapped around the shaft of your penis and all lit off at the same time? Yeah, I do. I guess I've never seen that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see the listening audience, see what they have to say about this, because I think they're going to be able to decide ultimately. Well, I, I don't want to know how they're going to do that. I don't want to know why. This, you want to know why? Because I guarantee there's at least one listener out there that's had a pinky blown off. Right, so... You know. He's going to write in and say black cats wouldn't do anything. You know, black cats might circumcise you, but an M80 
is going to like, you know, blow your whole dick off. We're never going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, dude had his cock blown off by firecrackers. And he, uh, you know what? Oh, this is so difficult. I work with a guy, and I don't let anybody at my job know about this podcrafting nefarious thing I do on the sly, but I work <laughs> with a guy who was in the army and was a demolitions expert. See, now, that guy would be perfect. Can I walk up to him, <laughs> not in the context of the show, but just in the context of my real job, say, hey, man, how's it going? You getting some coffee? Yeah, me too. <laughs> so... um you know, I got a question for you. Did you used to do demolitions in the army? If I strapped a two M80s, you know what an M80 is, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. To my balls, <laughs> would that just be automatic death or what? Would that blow out my? But he has to be eviscerated from it. Uh, you want to write down the question for me? I'll take it to him tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. But maybe we have a listener who's in the armed force. I know we have listeners in the armed we forces, do. but maybe we have one that specializes in demolition, and they can email us like. What their uh, predicted impact of an M80 versus a black cat. That's what I want to know. Strapped around the shaft of your dick and all lit off at what time? one time. Two M80s versus four black cats. That's what we want to know. Yes. People email us, sickwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Call the sickwrong hotline. And uh, yeah, help us resolve this uh, debate here. Um, yeah, so on the sick and wrong star scale, dude got his dick blown off by a bunch of fireworks. I imagine the pain must have been excruciating, and uh, this it's a, a very heinous scene. Well, I, he's probably in like an induced coma, right? Had to have been, yeah. yeah. I mean, just for the pain. I'm going to give this, you know, I think I'm going to give this a 4.95. I'll give it a 4.9. It's pretty gnarly. I mean, it's squirming it, it, over here. Yeah, it's they didn't one, say anything about his balls. Are those just long gone? No hope for them. I, I'm, well, I mean, the I mean, balls the, are pretty soft tissue. Right? The way you make it sound is lower torso is just blowing off. <laughs> it's like you that. know from like platoon. You know, I, I'm just saying on the the sick and wrong star scale, you got to give it a high score because the guy had actual you know an a, you know a, a, a appendage on his body blown off by fireworks while he's yeah. sleeping. CBT after sex, it's awful. People, we'll, we'll let you decide who won episode one seventy six. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast dot com, and uh, yeah, you can choose the winner. Wackily, we are nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to phone calls and uh, listener email. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We always love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we had a listener call in and actually record us a new Sick and Wrong Hotline promo. Yeah. Here it is. Are you drunk? <laughs> are you horny? Do you want to let Lance and Dave lick you all over your body and get you real wet, real hard? And call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846 and let them make all your wildest dreams come true. Oh, oh, oh. So before we get into the phone calls, another word from our sponsor here. People, you know, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go buy yourself a dildo today or a fleshlight, either one. So right now, you can go to AdamandEve.com and get 50% off any item when you type diddle for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. You get 50% off with the offer code diddle at AdamandEve.com. The best thing about it, you're actually really helping out the show because... Uh, Every order that you make, we get a little bit of money so we can continue doing the show here. So, True. yes, go support our sponsor, adamandeve.com. 
buy yourself a dildo today. So yeah, wackily, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Actually, this week we got a number of phone calls, so it's kind of difficult to uh, pare them down because usually we only do like three or four. Yeah. Every week, some phone calls, and they might even be pretty good, have to get thrown out. I know. It's unfortunate. I almost want to start a page of like the, you know, the cemetery of uh, sick and wrong phone calls that <laughs> the need to played on the show, the archives or something. But yeah, we, you know, we, took time, we, t- we took time to listen to all the calls, and uh, we're playing um, you know, three of the ones that we chose here for this week. People, you can call Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. So uh, yeah, uh, let's play call number one. Hey, Dan Lance. This is Skinned Mike. Um, I've sent in two of my songs. You guys have played them. I wanted to thank you for that. Um, I really just hope I have the right number this time, because... I tried to call and leave a uh, review for one of the products I got from AdamandEve.com uh, using your code word. And by mistake, I actually left it at the voicemail for um, a podcast run by like a 10-year-old boy or something. And his mom actually called back at my house and didn't really... <laughs> I wouldn't say she was mad. It just was really embarrassing. <laughs> I think that's the word I'll use. So I'm not even going to bother reviewing this thing right now. I'm going to just make sure I actually have the right number. If that's cool with you guys. I also wanted to touch on something that... Um, I don't know, a few uh, podcasts ago, like several podcasts ago, I asked you to play one of my songs, and I mentioned something about having diabetes, and Lance didn't hmm. seem to believe me. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that it, I don't remember not believing this guy's diabetes, but I must have had a good reason at the time. I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't believe him. If someone, like, if someone walked up to you and said, I have cancer, would you just look at me and go, bullshit? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I must have been angry about something. <laughs> probably something. I was probably just projecting. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't even remember when this happened. Not that it really matters one way or the other, but um, I've had it since I was like seven years old, so I wasn't pulling the I'm emo, pity me card. I was just, I don't know. I just mentioned it because I remember you guys had talked something about diabetic clinics and stuff, and I was trying to input my knowledge or something like that. <laughs> Now I feel bad. I'm not bad. ramble on that too much. Basically, I'm just trying to say thank you guys for playing my music. Your podcast is awesome. It's the most entertaining part of my week. I always look forward to hearing it and stuff. Seriously, you guys are awesome. Just keep it up. You know, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Hell, Satan. Well, I imagine the uh, show's got to be better than the insulin shots. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So wackily, do you recant the statement? Did yeah, I don't. Even, I, don't rem- I don't remember denying that I, that he had diabetes, and I don't know why. I I believe him. See, now he's going to say like, "Oh, you denied that you said that." <laughs> First, you deny that I had di- diabetes. Now you deny denying that I had it. No, no, I, I admit to it all. I don't know why I did it, uh, and and that sucks because diabetes is serious business. He said it since he's been seventy, heartless. Fuck. I know. I've, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> At All least right, he's get, got a sex toy to keep him happy. Actually, that which kind of brings me to my my next question here. What what, what sex toy do you think he was reviewing? Like a flashlight or something? Could have been a butt plug. Could have been a butt plug. I, I just wonder what the... Uh, I would have loved to have seen the expression on the 10-year-old's face when he's hearing, you know, like... So, yeah, I took the Rebel Johnson butt plug prostate massager, shoved it in there, it felt great. <laughs> and then I uh, gave myself an insulin shot for my diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have devices now that make having diabetes a lot easier. At least that's what I've seen on the internet. Like, yeah, I wonder uh, if they come in butt plug form. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Adam and Eve sells them. Thank you, Skin Mike. And yeah, send us some more music. We're big fans. I wonder what the 10-year-old's podcast is about <laughs> and who's listening to it. 
I doubt it's about butt plugs, but yeah, Pokemon? I do wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Poke your butt. <laughs> uh, what about uh, call number two? Hey, D. Hey, Lance. What's going on? This is Dodds and MC. I'm just calling. You guys had your uh, dude talking about shooting his pants at work story, and I had a, an also quite disturbing poop story. I, uh, my freshman year in college, I went to a party probably about 12 blocks from my dorm. Don't do that if you think you might have to poop because I ended up dipping out of the party when I had to poop. Walking home because there was somebody in the bathroom, you know, or not. I don't know. But you know what? Even if there was someone in the bathroom, do you really want to, you know, take a shit at a party? No. I mean, and you, I mean typically, uh, you know, people's college apartments are small and have one bathroom. There's not some faraway guest ba- bathroom that you can sneak off to. And if and I mean it's probably I mean, right off the living room. The bathroom's probably right next to the keg. <laughs> and you know this guy's been holding it for a long time, so it's it's not going to smell, you know, good. And it's but, an emergency shit. You know, it's not some like solid shit. <laughs> I'd rather go shit outside than in than in the bathroom at a at oh. the house party. Well, listen to this. I think Todd feels the same way. I don't. Know. I fucking. I walked home. I don't want to poop at the party. Like a troll. Trial, you know, thought I took my poop and it was all good. Turns out that I dropped trow and then took a poop into my dropped trow. <laughs> and it was disgustingly explosive diarrhea that sprayed all over my dropped trow. Emergency shit. All right, here's a wackerly shitting outside tip of the day. <laughs> you got to grab onto a tree or something and lean back. Or what if you took your pants completely off? Well, you you still run the risk of shitting in your shoes at that point. You gotta, you gotta get your feet and your pants way in front of you and lean back as you're grabbing something. You know, maybe a strut of the bridge or something, <laughs> or a sapling. <laughs> or if there is a hobo down there, you know, maybe he can just, uh, ha- you know, you can hang on to his hand and give him a couple bucks afterwards. <laughs> Come on, help a guy out. Yeah. Cantilever me over the stream here. <laughs> and then I only realized that once I pulled it back up, thinking that I had just took my shit under the bridge, I was sitting there. So, turns out, pulled it up, covered in poop. Yeah, at that point, you might as well down, just shit your pants. the boxers into the river, whatever, pulled the pants up, got back into the dorms, threw the pants away, and I don't think anybody ever knew about it. So, I am now exposing the fact that I shit all over my own pants anybody who wants to hear it. <laughs> yeah, never poop under a bridge unless you know you're not pooping on your own pants. Which is why you do the lean. <sighs> okay, bye. I like how he thinks nobody actually knows. You know his roommate was probably making out with some chick that ties on the door. <laughs> and He's he drunk, just, though. Yeah, he completely disregards the tie, barges into the room, you know, there's shit all over his dockers. Throws his shitty pants in the garbage can. Yeah, and he just passes out. Or even worse, <laughs> just passes out in his bed wearing the shitty pants. It's like, yeah, no one knew. I was really yeah, slick Yeah, and lo and it. behold, his roommate and his the skank weren't there in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, go back to my, Let's go back to my room. Okay. So, so take Wackerly's emergency shitting tip. Hang on to a tree. And lean back. Lean back. A lean back. All right, thank you, Todd. And uh, yeah, in the future, maybe you should plan ahead. 
and uh, you know take crap before you go to the party. This next call, I think, will be relevant to a lot of listeners, so it's almost a PSA. Ian Lance, had a rough day construction. I'm building a piece of shit fence covering the garbage bins. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> first of all, I thought he was making a joke that he was working at like a pizza hut by calling it a pizza shit. But then he said he's building a wall around like a dumpster, which might actually be at a Pizza Hut or some because fast food restaurants always have sort of the enclosure around the dumpsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this guy's like a construction worker or something. Yeah, obviously so not. I'm too, still confused. Obviously not too pleased with his uh, position. And all I want to do is rip some bowls. All I've ever wanted to do is rip some bowls. Why will? Why hasn't my life worked out where I? So th- therein lies the pot smoker's dilemma. The stoner's dilemma. The stoner's it. dilemma. It's like, you know, all you want all a stoner wants to do is sit there and smoke weed. But unfortunately, you have bills to pay. You you need to make money to buy the weed that you smoke. Yeah, is that a bill? Your dealer <laughs> paying yeah. your dealer? Okay, well I'm just saying you need you have to, expenses. Let's you say have you expenses. have expenses. You you need to have money to, to pay your dealer to get weed to smoke. You have to buy implements to smoke pot every once in a while. I mean you can make you can make a bong last quite a bit, but you know, after using a bong a thousand times, it's pretty nasty and you have to retire it. Yeah, and uh, but I mean the, the 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 fact of the matter is you need to buy more weed to continue to get high, and by by the way you make money is you got to have a shitty job. So right. therein lies the pot smoker's dilemma. It's the wheel of life that crushes everybody. But the way to get out of this is maybe start some mediocre reggae rock band like Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, start making some really mediocre rock, and uh, yeah, then uh, you can just sit around and uh, come up with. You know, insipid lyrics and, uh, you know, <clears throat> less than exemplary music and, yeah, and continue to smoke weed all day. I kind of think that's like a false solution, though, because don't you think the guys in Sublime are backstage before the show starts and they're saying, the last thing I want to fucking do is go out and play this music, <laughs> but we got to make some money to buy some more weed. And I think in the case of Sublime, it was heroin, actually. So <laughs> I imagine they smoke weed, too. But I guess what we're trying to say here, it's a pity that you got to work, but you got to work to buy some more weed. Yeah, the only way to get out of that uh, rut, or whatever you want to call it, vicious cycle, is to, you know, if your parents are wealthy, <laughs> yeah, and you have a trust fund. <laughs> and you have a trust fund. That's just, uh, you know... All about smoking weed. Or maybe befriend a kid who has a trust fund. Good point. Yeah, or date a girl with a trust fund. But even there, though, you can't... This is, like, how the world is designed, man. This is, like, an existential thing. Because even then, you're still going to be like, oh, I don't want to go hang out with that dude. He's such a fucking dickshit. He's so annoying. Go have, I got to go have sex with my fat trust fund girlfriend. Yeah, she's so obnoxious. She's just talking my ear off. But I need some weed. <laughs> So we all have to make sacrifices. So, you know, good luck with that. All right, I like this last one. It's my favorite call of the week. Steve, what are you was going on, home? Fucking Wolf Phantom, a.k.a. Interstate Phantom. Wolf Phantom? Uh, 
Uh, Little Phantom. I heard you guys' uh, podcast on the Zoom Marketplace. I just want to say, man, y'all, you guys have a tight-ass uh, podcast going on, man. I, I really appreciate this. Did he just say he heard it on the Zune Arts page? <laughs> I don't know. Are we on the Zune Arts page? This guy sounds like out. a Latin gangbanger. Do Latin gangbangers use the Zune as opposed to the uh, iPod? Not everybody who sounds Latin is a gangbanger. <laughs> he <laughs> might be a stockbroker. Okay, man, maybe he's a stockbroker that prefers the Zune. I just like that, you know, he is obviously a Latin person, and I like that he's enjoying the show, because sometimes, you know, I'm worried about us offending people. <laughs> yeah. We like to be, we like to appeal to a diverse audience. Exactly. Appreciate that shit. Hey, man, I just want to say a couple of podcasts back. I, I can't really uh, know the number or whatever, but uh, Wadley was talking about, you know, Pussy D.O. I just got to say, dog, that, you know, when push comes to shove, man, when you got to come through, bro, you got to come through. <laughs> and, uh... Pussy B.O., right? Did everybody understand that? Yeah, he said Pussy B.O. I, I like how he used Pussy B.O. and then the term... When push comes to shove, gotta go through. Yeah. And uh, a little while back, me and my high now, you know, we were fucking counting down some uh, some the goddamn shit, some Dosecki, and we were smoking a shitload of blunts, Vato. And uh, so, you know, we were chilling, watching, you know, we were uh, watching a movie and shit, and they had, uh, they had a little uh, sex scene in the movie or whatever, so Mana got, you know, she got a little hot, and... Uh, you know, one thing led to the other. I started rubbing on my cock or whatever. And I started rubbing on my nocha. So, eventually, she kind of gave me a... Well, did he just used a slang term for pussy called <laughs> penocha. Panocha. Panocha. No, I used to uh, actually make uh, uh, regular use of that term when I used to be a strip club DJ. Really? Because, yeah, a lot of Mexican guys used to come in there during the day and uh, you would say, Juega con la panocha, amigos. What does that mean? Play with the pussy, friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would get up on stage and the bouncer would No, they would all look over and point and start laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, how do you say uh, Jewish person <laughs> in Spanish? Gringo. <laughs> Aquí. <laughs> and Mahina, is that girlfriend or is that like the name of his girlfriend? I think he said vagina. No, Mahina. Mahina? Maybe. I, maybe I, I, I don't know that term. <laughs> I do like the way they use the term unbeknownst. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only Vato that ever uses that word. Muffin? I understood muffin. Yeah, no, I, I, I caught muffin. So she had an unwashed, a two-day-old unwashed muffin. But yet... Pinochet. Pinochet. But he was high as fuck and had the munchies, so he was like... So he's going to munch on that shit. I'm going to go munch on that shit. <laughs> Out. And damn, dog, I mean, 
I'm not exaggerating, dog. I was like, it was grimy, dog. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, I wanted to throw up, but I said, you know what? I'm going to eat this shit out, dog. Fuck it. And, you know, I just worked it, dog. You know, just fucking work it, you know? And eventually, you know, I started eating that shit out, dog. And, like, she was going to climax. I mean, you could tell, dog, she was climaxing, dog, because, like, she got me in a motherfucking headlock, but though, you know, like, almost decapitating my, my cerebral, dog, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I've been in that situation dog, before. Like, I had to put, like, I had to pinch my nose up, dog, so I could breathe and shit, you know, because, like, <laughs> she had me in a motherfucking headlock, right, though, but, I mean, you could tell, dog, she was, like, shaking her, her, uh, her ways, and, you know, fuck it, dog, I was working it. Does uh, <clears throat> Adam and Eve sell a pussy-eating snorkel? <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. I don't think I'm the first person to have it. I'm just wondering if Adam and Eve sells it. Something that goes in your nose, and then there's a little tube that you can throw over your shoulder, because then you can just get down for yeah, hours. Dude, wait, do you stick your nose and your mouth inside the vagina when you're eating her out? No, but your nose is right up against... You know the skin the like that, that the mom's pubis, and so you're you're saying it blocks the nasal passages, right? And there might is... be a lot of hair down there, and that's hard to breathe through. And uh, I mean, I'm like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I get in there, man. Yeah, wait, you eat that shit out, dog? I get in there. Okay, dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. This he's obviously having sex with a Latin girl who's extremely passionate. And she's got him in a headlock. He's going at it. He's eating her out. She's climaxing. Right. And he's like getting lightheaded because he's sort of almost suffocating down there. Yeah. It's and, intense, man. And I imagine the smell must be rather pungent because she hasn't bathed in two days. Yeah, but he's beyond that now. He's drunk and high. And high, yeah. And eventually, you know, she, she came through. Uh, you know, she got her. She came and... And I just fucking dropped my chonies, dog, and I, you know, I proceeded to bang it, dog. You know, eventually I got mine too. I fucking jizzed all over her stomach or whatever. And then I just fucking, I laid back down on the couch. And she got up, she went to the bathroom, cleaned herself up. And she comes back, and she sees me with my chonies, you know. And I'm like, yo, I snapped my fingers, and I was like, hey, what's going on? She was like, what? He was like, so what's up? You ain't gonna clean me or what? He was like, but if you don't, when you get your game down tight enough, though. He's lost you? He's lost me. What's going on right now? (laughs) I heard Choni's. Choni's is underpants. Okay, so Choni's underwear. He's got him off, by the way. He's got his underwear off. But okay, so wait. She climaxed from the cunnilingus. Yeah. Then he ended up having dog. sex with her. Dog, right? Okay, I, I blew got that dog. Lo- blew his load all over his stomach. Now he's got the nasty puss, the uh, nasty Snigorny Weaver alien pussy juice all over his dick. She goes to clean herself up and comes out, and like he's laying there with his nasty slimy dick out. Being like, "What you gonna do about this? Clean it up, ho." Okay. You can just snap your fingers, dog, and you got your. You can have your high neck peeing, you dog, and I was like, yo, go get the white piece, eh? You know what I'm saying? Because I was going to get up, dog. I was, you know, I I came through. I fucking ate that panocha out, dog. I mean, so, so, I just, you know, I was sitting down, you know, I was still
for Limpy, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, I want you to paint me. So she Soft got the five beads, fucking paint my head. And fucking, that's it, dog, you know. And then afterwards, she knocked out. And I went back and I was playing some Xbox. But uh, I just want to say, dog, that, you know, there might be a, a situation down the road where, you know, you might have some schmigma build up. And, you know, fuck it, dog, your, your hyena might come through for you and fucking give you some head, dog, so I don't see why you can't come through for your hyena, dog, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, you know, I just wanted to touch briefly on that. I appreciate you guys for what you guys do and, and, and uh, the bullshit you guys talk and, uh, you guys keep up the good show, brother, all right? Orale, later. Alright, th- thank you, Cheech. Adios. Thank you, Cheech Marin, for uh, that enlightening conversation there. Cheech Marin. <laughs> Cheech Marin's like a fucking billionaire. I think he's sitting on the couch watching DVDs and eating out some nasty pussy, and then... All I gotta say is I bet you Cheech Marin has eaten out his fair share of smelly pussy over the years. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that was in the past. He's not listening to our show. But the fact of the matter is, I applaud this gentleman. I applaud this Bato. This guy right here, he knows. He's like, you know, my girl sucked my dick when I've had smegma and I haven't showered in two days. So, yeah, I or, will reciprocate. I mean, I think the way he's putting it is sooner or later I will and she will go down there. And he's, but he It will said, be expected. Yeah, you know? but he said he'll reciprocate. He's good giving in game. This guy, this guy that isn't like, I've read that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of dudes out there that are like, yeah, I'm not really into licking the pussy. You can give me oral sex, but I'm not into returning the favor. This dude's like, I'll return the favor. Hey, it's like I said before. If you're not into it, then there's something that you, about the pussy that you don't like. And hey, you know, you know what the next step in that is. Maybe I, you like cocks. But I agree with this dude though. Take every measure possible to please that woman. <laughs> you don't know why? Is there some lady out there, listener, that you're trying to impress? With no, this? but this. No, my point is. You do that, and she's going to pass out and shut the fuck up. And then you can do whatever you want. That's true. You can do whatever. You go play Xbox, go smoke a little more weed, you know, get into, um, you know, your, um, your car that goes up and down with the hydraulics <laughs> and go drive around. And... Catalog your stamp collection. <laughs> yeah, what are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, do whatever you want. Sometimes but you got you just, that woman off. You need peace, and sometimes you can get peace by pissing your fucking girlfriend off to where she's so angry at you that she like goes in the bedroom and slams the door and you have you can do what you want there but that's like not the right situation that you want her to like give you peace by like passing out and sexually gratified he's he satiated his woman that's how you do it and and that's how you do it even if she hasn't even washed that pussy that's how you do it and i commend that guy one of the best calls we've had in a long time thank you uh what's his name wolf venom wolf venom or interstate santa I'm just going to call him Cheech. Thank you, Cheech, for calling in. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We always love to hear what you have to say. Actually, we got a couple emails to the uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com address. Uh, we got one here from Ricky. He writes in, I know I haven't submitted a story here, but could you please send a shout-out or whatever it is you guys do to my cousin who used to listen to your podcast all the time? But recently, he was involved in a car accident and is now in a coma, and we're not sure if he's going to pull through. So, uh, you know, I guess we, we usually will do a shout-out. I don't know whatever it 
you know, I don't know what he's implying by whatever it is you guys do. We're not going to do like a whole song and dance routine here. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know. Wake up, dude. <laughs> Ricky, um, I, I hope your cousin pulls through. Wake up, dude. And uh, yeah. I, I hope he's know. recording the shows onto a Zoom or an iPod and like uh, putting the headphones on the guy. Because when you're in a coma, you can still hear shit. Really? I mean, so you think he could just like put the uh, like nonstop sick and wrong? For, I wouldn't like... do it nonstop. <laughs> I would put some like classical music in there and maybe, you know, just some random TV or something. And but... then some little sick and wrong for an hour and a half once a week. Yeah. Yeah. I, Why I, not? I it... If he liked the show when he was, you know, before the accident, he probably can hear stuff and he likes the show now and he might come out of it and say, hey, man, thanks for playing that. I was enjoying it. I yeah. couldn't like signal what I wanted to do, but it was like the one thing a week that kept me going. It, it's okay, quite that's, a, that's a little self-serving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're stepping a little ahead of yourself. But there, no, wackily. if I was in a coma, I would want you to come and like play my favorite podcast for me whenever they came out. Dude, I would only play Digital Underground, Humpty <laughs> Dance, over and over and over again for you. Thanks. But no, Try I... to get your gun or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Ricky's cousin, uh, we hope you pull through and, yeah, wake the fuck up. This is for you, man. I know you can hear us. Yeah. Uh, second uh, email here came from Alex, who's a local guy here. He goes, hey, I just discovered you last week. Funny. Speak the truth. Uh, about corpses and dead bodies. At the time I was studying architecture in Brussels, <laughs> I was waiting for the subway to meet my girlfriend with whom I had an argument. Uh, the subway was coming finally, and I was already a little late when a guy who seemed all cool and relaxed ran and jumped in front of the subway car at the entrance of the tunnel. Splatterhouse, dude. <laughs> well, it was too late for the subway to stop. The guy went under the car and was dragged. People, especially the old ladies, were all scared. I was pissed off because I was going to be really late. My girlfriend would have never believed my excuse. Too much to be true. Well, I was 1.5 hours. It was 1.5 hours after that episode. I'm not quite sure what that means. That Keep he, met cool. his, he finally made it to his girlfriend and uh, made the date? I think this was some kind of Belgian miscommunication going on here. <laughs> Um, How many chocolates had he eaten that night? <laughs> I don't, I did, were you going to Bruges? Like, is that what you were doing? I'm, I'm not quite sure. But, you know, seriously, though, dude, what, what do you have to do to make your girlfriend believe that you were running late? Like, have pieces of human flesh on your face? Uh, I don't know about you, but my cell phone has a camera on it. <laughs> Good point there, Wackley. And I also always carry my digital camera around and, uh, I mean, put two and two together. Take a couple of shots, and uh, yeah, just be The like, more gruesome, the better, and then when you do make it to the date or one meter the next day, you just whip that shit out. Like, here's a dude with his head smashed open. <laughs> I think the best way to, to, to make her believe your uh, shoddy excuse here, lick her vagina out like a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to do. <laughs> Go to town, man. Go to town, dog. Um, yeah, thank you for sending that email. That Pinochet is not going to lick itself. <laughs> Mahina. People send an email to uh, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. If you haven't already, now's your chance to join the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's like 2,000 people, 2,000 members right now in the Sick and Wrong Forum. You can uh, link to the Sick and Wrong Forum right off the main page at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Currently, we have a Sick and Wrong logo contest going on. It's official. <laughs> we now have a new Sick and Wrong logo contest starting Right now. There's some good ones. Actually, you know, a lot of people, I was, a, I was a little amazed by the response, but a lot of people have been sending in, 
you know, some really cool designs. And th- that's the thing is, like, every contest we do, I'm always like, oh, my God, we have such a creative audience. But yeah. we do, actually. There's a lot of people out there that are graphic artists or, you know, no other way around a computer, that's for sure. Right. Maybe even not even trained graphic artists, but just very creative. But I do, I do have a point to bring up. I don't know if some people... Uh, are intimately acquainted with the the ins and outs of printing <laughs> or printing screen on a, printing screen printing on a t-shirt you can't really do like a uh you know Leonardo compo- Leonardo da Vinci painting on on a screen print it's got to be kind of like two different colors or maybe one color exactly you complex know? Multicolored graphics just are not going to translate well on a screen print. They don't lend themselves to mass printing. Yeah. So the best thing to do is design something simple, make it recognizable, and uh, yeah, it's like make it two colors. So we, you know, it's it's not going to cost a lot of money to print. And at the same time, like when the more colors you have, the more chances it's going to run together. So yeah, yeah, and it'll keep just it look simple. like shit when you do print it, and you won't be able to wash it, and it'll fade, and all that. A photograph, like I understand, a lot of people were submitting just like things they made in Photoshop. Well, just... I think some of the submissions were jokes in themselves. I, I did love the gayest <laughs> podcast ever submission. <laughs> I liked the uh, Lance Wackerly is a hate monger. Have you seen that one? <laughs> nice. No, I didn't see that, but that uh, might... that's actually two colors. That might be a sticker. Or it could go on the back of the t-shirt. <laughs> back of the t-shirt. That's a good idea. So we're going to keep the contest going on for at least another week. Um, submit your designs to stickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com or post them directly on the forum. There's a thread for the new Sick and Wrong logo contest. And uh, yeah, then we're going to have a vote on the website for the final designs. Uh, but people, go check out the Sick and Wrong forum. You can link right off our main page. Uh, also, thank you everybody for subscribing to the show on iTunes. And uh, yeah, Keep giving us some more comments and keep um, uh, voting for the show. We don't we don't ask for donations, so yeah, subscribing on iTunes is the easiest and most effective way to help us out. And uh, yeah, people, as we mentioned, we are making these new T-shirt designs. Probably not going to be available for at least a month, maybe uh, maybe a month and a half. But right now, I know I have a few outstanding orders for for the uh, current Sick and Wrong T-shirt. I just printed about I don't know, like a hundred of them. Yeah, I'm the printing them. press is running as we speak. Well, you know, the, the guy that does my shirts says they're going to be available tomorrow. So all those awesome. people that made orders, I haven't forgotten about you. You're going to get your order probably by next week. Um, and then, uh, yeah, eventually you can order another T-shirt when you get the winner of the local contest. So go to the Sick and Wrong store to order a T-shirt. It's right off the main page. Buy yourself a shirt. Buy your mom a shirt. And then uh, go get her a dildo because you're, you know, that good of a son. Right. Takes a special son to do that. It certainly Or does. daughter. We thank you for supporting the show. Uh, finally, here's the sick and wrong song of the week. It was sent in by Ryan. He goes, hey, Dean Lance, it's me again. I got a song from the Lonely Island. Usually I don't like their songs, even though they have funny lyrics, but both the lyrics and the music are good on this one. It's about sex with aliens. The song's called Incredibad. I'll try to get some more Stephen Lynch for you guys. Your show's money. Thanks, Ryan. And so he's referring to that Andy Samberg a uh, collaboration project that he's been doing. Andy, oh, okay. Andy Sandberg from Saturday Night Live. Got it. Yeah, Dick in a Box. And uh, Did you see the Like a Boss video that they did? I did, did. see it. It, it was, was all right. It was kind of funny. So th- this song, Incredibad, is another song from that Lonely Island album. That Lonely Island album. It's actually quite hilarious. So thanks, Ryan, for sending that in. People, we'll be back next week with episode 177. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night. Now let's take a trip down memory lane Back to junior high school where it all began
game Three bad little kids raising hell at school We were just 13 straight acting the fool Every day after class, Key's house was the spot Making crazy prank calls, hoping not to get caught Best friend, blood brothers, yo we wanted the same Till one fateful afternoon when everything changed One day playing punch out of the Key's room The house started shaking and we heard a kaboom Looked out the back window, saw a villain with smoke Yo, your backyard is smashed Man, this isn't a joke Yo, let's go check this out, man Alright, bet, let's go All the smoke and debris led straight to the basement Yo, what the hell is that? Man, it looks like a spaceship We all ran for cover as the hatch of fly And a little green dude stepped out from inside He said, I'm from Mars and I come in peace I have something to ask and it's not discreet There's a mutated strain in our DNA helix And you three kids are the ones who can heal it But we're just 13, man, what can we do? Um, how should I put this? I think we should screw what? On my home planet we can no longer breed I've been sent as a receptacle to store your seed Storing our seed? Yo, I think he means sex Man, I'm a virgin We all are back I'm just gonna lie here and close my eyes Oh, what should we do? Now it's spreading its eyes You'll be heroes on my planet But why us three? You're the chosen ones You'll just have to trust me Yo, should we do it? Man, I don't know, know. Yo, I, I say we put it to a vote All yeah, the yeah. favors say I I Okay, we're in! Who should go first? I have three depositories to capture your first. Wait, so at the same time? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Here's some wine coolers, let's get you boys drinking. We pounded the drinks and started getting tipsy. Then took our positions and started getting crispy. One in the front and two in the back. Had it locked up like a Chinese finger track. Keep pumping away, my wife and family thank you. I'm about to explode. Yo, son, me too. Three-way climax. Best friends forever. What a blessing to have lost our virginity. Andy, you're McKeith, you've saved my race Your reward is one wish, then I'll go back to space We looked at each other, didn't have to talk Knew exactly what we wanted, before we took off Mr. Alien, sir, for what it's worth We wanna be the greatest fake MCs on Earth Your wish is granted, and thanks again I may have saved my planet, but I'm losing three friends What happened today was both incredible and bad Therefore, your name is Incredibad Incredible. <laughs>